0: Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, inspire, and encourage. On today's episode, we sit down with father and son duo, Steve and Austin Young. Steve is the executive chairman and CEO of YCOM, while his son, Austin Young, is the lead singer for Gary Laser Eyes. These two Brevard County natives are bringing downtown O'Galley a brand new spot to eat, drink, listen to live music, and create memories. Steve purchased the empty sharking lot on Pineapple Avenue to begin building the new rooftop bar that his son, Austin, will be running. Both of their lives are marked by hard work and dedication. For more of their story, sit back, relax, and get your pens ready because this is Write It Down. All right, welcome back to Write It Down. On the mic today are two very special guests, Steve Young, executive chairman of YCOM, and son Austin, who is a lead singer for Gary Laser Eyes. Welcome to Write It Down.
1: Thanks. Thanks, brother.
0: So glad to have you guys, a father-son duo. Um, For those Brevard County natives that see the sharking lot on Pineapple Avenue, everybody's wondering what's going up, and these are the two guys that know exactly what's going up. So, Steve, what what birthed this idea to build something in that sharking lot that'll change downtown O'Galley?
2: Basically, my son. Uh, I was trying to – he's really connected down uh, in that area, Mm -hmm. and knows a lot of the people in there and we were trying to find something uh, to set up as a venue for him to run music through, maybe a little bar or something like that. And I was from the old days of Dr. Joe's and I started eyeballing that and uh, I couldn't make that deal happen with the uh, gentleman that owns it. So, uh, sitting at the light one day and I look over and I went, oh, parking lots for sale. I literally called him before I made it to US-1 traveling west and he called me back within five minutes and almost made the deal right then and there.
0: Wow. And, uh, yeah. And the rest is kind of history, but you guys broke ground this year. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, so what, what has that been like to actually see from the phone call to actually breaking ground of something actually happening? Because business, there's a lot of ebb and flow with things like that. Nobody sees the behind the scenes. Um,
2: the great thing is, I, I, I'm still obviously working my normal job, and uh, I drive by it twice a day, so I'm looking at it from both angles, and to watch it uh, grow one day at a time has been awesome, so uh, it's uh, got that castle full-blown look now it's it's almost taken full shape so yeah
0: Uh, and austin you you've played i've seen you play before intracoastal you're amazing you're very gifted so i'm super excited that you're going to have like a spot where you can play more often and and things like that so what do you hope to see in downtown O'Galley. What's kind of your vision as a young buck?
1: Um, I don't want it to be compromised by like businesses moving in that aren't going to contribute to like the current culture that's going on down there. And so that's something we want to do. We want to move things forward, grow, but at the same time, stay true to like what the area has already provided for the community. Yeah. Um, So I'm hoping that this can not just be a successful Bar restaurant, but mm-hmm. I would love for it to be an established and like uh, reputable venue. So when touring bands come through the area, like you yeah. know Pineapples or Moon Room is the spot to play.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. Do you think downtown O'Galley is gonna overtake downtown Melbourne as a place to hang?
1: I think just because people are looking for a change. Yeah. I know the city's really starting to get behind. Um, you know the growth that's going on there. I think they're seeing that it draws. You know, it's good for the economy, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so I think just with more support from the community, from the city, and just the businesses that mm-hmm. are going to be moving down there and continue to grow, I think it's it's going to be uh, definitely a tough competitor for downtown Melbourne. But yeah. it'll be its own thing. I don't I don't think it'll be that comparable. I think they're yeah. going to have their own vibes.
0: Can you like revisit what it was like when you started your band and kind of just. Seeing how that journey has led you to where you are today about to run a family owned restaurant that's your you know you and your dad get to do this together and now you get to play with your band there like what is that
1: like um I mean obviously like you just you start doing something like music because it's you're passionate about it and it's fulfilling in that way um I never really expected to get professional experience from it but I realized running a band is I mean a lot like a business so I got a lot of professional experience that I think will translate into what we're doing here, and if I wanted to go off and do something else, the experience I've gotten from promoting and and mm-hmm. doing everything that comes with being in a band is yeah. it'll translate to a lot of different fields of like things that I would like to do, and, and definitely with pineapples, I think it. It it all kind of came to a head, you know. Yeah, yeah. Didn't think they were related when I started the band, yeah. but now definitely it's helpful.
0: And Steve, for you, what does this, what does pineapples mean to you as a as a family? As a, you're a family man, but you're also an entrepreneur. So this is kind of coming together for you. So what does it mean to you and your family?
2: Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be actually a family business. I mm-hmm. I'm I'm a professional customer. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything <laughs> about restaurants, so. Yeah. My goal here was, like I said, it started off to be just a venue for him, and as we started just kind of laying out the ideas, it just turned into a bigger, better version, really, of Dr. Joe's. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't mean it to turn out that way, but it did. Snowballed. uh, Yeah, that's the best though. So yeah, authentic. So it's got me real excited. I've landed some good people to run it and that's kind of what I'm gonna do yeah I, I refer back to Austin on uh, just about everything I mean he, he wants dad to make decisions but he's got the cool factor so <laughs> I really yeah. you're
0: a cool dad
2: <laughs> yeah. you know yeah but I'm still you're dad. still a dad I'm yeah cool yeah. For a dad. yeah you're
0: cool <laughs> for a dad
2: so uh, you know I been trying to get him as involved as possible and make as many decisions as possible. Yeah. Um, I'm always there for the uh the no stamp if if need be. Yeah. But uh, Dads are good he, at that. He's ran no. <laughs> yeah, he's ran with it. So he's done real well. Yeah. And
0: uh, yeah. And so but you got your start originally um here in Melbourne with YCOM. So what's a little bit of background of your business and what do you guys do? So Wycom
2: truly uh is a family business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was started by my father and my uncle back okay. in '72. Um, my dad just retired in '69. Was looking for some place to go with his retirement. We were living in Germany. Oh, wow. Stay there, you know. His his wife, my mother, was full-blooded German. Uh, beautiful place, but he wanted to get back to the states. He came from West Virginia, and he went in the military to get away from West Virginia. Yeah. And uh, so his uncle, I mean his brother, my uncle was uh, here working for the local TV cable contractor and uh, kind of the rest is history. He, he, he talked him into coming here. My dad tried a few military jobs that they set him up with but eventually settled into starting Young's TV cable. Um, I came in uh, right out of high school actually wow. and uh, with plans to go to college had a girlfriend local mm-hmm. uh, from uh, O'Galley High. I was a male hire and uh, we uh, started talking <laughs> marriage and 36 and a half years later, here we are still together. We got wow. two awesome sons and uh, you know, I kind of left the business. Uh, let me go back to that. So it basically- <laughs> No, I love the story. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got excited uh, working there and my father he started at 42 years old oh wow so how pumped or you know ambitious was he still by the time right. I, I got in there around f- his uh, age was 50. yeah and uh yeah, he was happy with that and his military income and i wanted more yeah. i wanted more and it just kind of grew from there to give you a short story yeah
0: yeah yeah, absolutely and we talked a little bit um before we hopped on the mic it's so interesting that authentic conversation comes before the mic and then when the mic turns on it's like i don't remember anything (laughs) that i talked about but uh we were talking um a little bit pre-show of the importance of um, entrepreneurial spirit and how like when you go to high school it's normally like okay where are you going to college when you get out of college it's or when you're in college what's your degree what's your degree when you get out and you're in student debt it's like okay what are you going to do with your degree make twenty thousand dollars a year for the next man so kind of what do you think the importance of having entrepreneurial skills is and, and Austin has them with his band it's just kind of you got to have that hunger
2: yeah uh, it's, for me it's I was never a uh, take order kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, I was always I followed my own uh, path.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: we did. Ha- I do have three brothers, one older, two younger, and I was still always kind of the leader of the group um, because of that. And uh, I, I think that that, along with my stupid competitive spirit, uh, <laughs> I just I is how we ended up being successful. It was kind of accidental. Mm-hmm. I just worked hard and uh, it all kind of paid off in the end. I just, a little bit of a show off. I want to be the guy that everybody compliments. Uh, you're the best contractor we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just grew from there. Yeah.
0: And Austin, what are some of the qualities in your dad that you, that you feel like you naturally adapt, but also you want to be like your dad in ways?
1: I wish I was more competitive. Yeah. You know, I, I have competitiveness when it comes to something I'm passionate about, I guess. But um, my dad, key can be competitive about anything. Yeah. And sometimes I use that to push his buttons. Cause I'm, I Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm lucky that I did take, like he was saying earlier, like he can turn off the stress. I don't know if that was pre-show. Yeah, but it was pre-show. Yeah. Well, he had mentioned. Yeah. yeah. He did mention that he w- he's able to turn off the stress and he n- and he doesn't get you know too bogged down and like small details that might stress like the average Joe out and mm-hmm. um, I think I I definitely I get stressed but I am able to turn it off and I am able to not um, overexert myself into things that don't really matter. Yeah, um, I'm good about delegating issues and problems that are like whatever hurdle I need to do. I know how to yeah. take things one at a time and that's something I got from him. Um, yeah. Natural-born leader. Yeah. He is. Yeah.
0: That's, well, that's awesome.
1: But, yeah, and I think that I feel more comfortable in that uh, leadership position. It feels odd to have somebody else take the reins, yeah. not because I don't trust them to do a good job, but just because it's like I don't know what yeah. to
0: do. Follow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I. Um, and do you think that music has been – bit of an escape for you to not have that stress like when you're writing music or you're singing like is that a creative yeah. escape
1: well the creative aspect of it definitely um but you know like i said earlier like it turned into a lot of um lessons as far as like business and on uh entrepreneurship <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That way. Uh, yeah for
0: entrepreneurship that's
1: uh, good um but I got a lot of lessons out of that and that was unexpected and I didn't really realize it until I looked back and I was like, man, we did all this and that was just based off of our own grind, you know, and I didn't realize that I was by doing, you know, pursuing this creative endeavor that I would be picking up a lot of skills that seem unrelated along the way.
0: Yeah. What is your favorite part about being in a band? Is it going on tour? Is it, you know, singing or is it writing songs?
1: Playing shows. I mean, I, I like the writing aspect. I think, like, the show's performing is great. Yeah. But everything leading up to it is such a headache. Like, I'd, I'm i sitting there, not like butterflies, like I'm nervous, but I yeah. just want everything to go right. It's yeah. not even just, like, our performance, but, like, the whole setup. Like, I try to create an experience. I don't yeah. know if that sounds yeah, cliche. No. But, no. you know, I want it to go well when people walk in. Everything is just start going perfect. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. Start to finish. And... um So while that's enjoyable, I think you know maybe maybe my favorite part is like the writing and recording. Um, Yeah. Even that can be stressful on its own, but I think like the inspiration, like the Mm -hmm. magic. Yeah. No. Not to be cliche again, but (laughs) it's hard not to be cliche when you're talking about music because there's only so many things you can say about like the more abstract. Unless you experience it it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's those moments, the writing, and Mm -hmm. and, you know just the. fulfillment that you get from it
0: and those those are a little more private like it's the same with prepping for a podcast it's like I get a rush when I'm on the mic and with the guests but Mm -hmm. the behind the scenes of like prepping for the show where do I want to lead this all of those moments are a little more personal to me and it's probably the same with writing a song you know you collect all these experiences and then you you read books or you watch movies and you can all of it kind of comes together when you're creating something and then when it's time to actually like turn the mic on or like perform a show you're like this is it like yeah. this is the moment i've been waiting for i'm a little nervous and like you get this like huge sigh of relief afterwards yeah. you know um steve do you have any music inclinations singing huh. no playing that all,
2: that all came from mom okay Everything. yeah, yeah. I, so I, she's i can't play anything i you don't want to hear me sing okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> i do want to hear you sing but <laughs> you don't have to no so your your mom does she sing she plays guitar
1: yeah um uh, you know like the whole mom my mom's whole side of the family is like they're very involved in church yeah um and i think a lot of the music came from that you yeah know? because that's a big part of you know mm-hmm. just everything like the whole culture is like everybody was musically inclined for great reasons you know right right and uh, i have cousins that i would sit there and actually. I remember my mom trying to put me through piano lessons and guitar lessons when I was a kid and I wasn't as into it because it wasn't my choice. Yeah. But I had some cousins that came down from Maryland and they uh, he, one of them showed me a song he wrote on the guitar. I'm like, "You wrote that? Like I could have wrote that. Like I know those chords, <laughs> yeah. you know?" So then once I saw someone else doing something, like made something out of nothing type thing, I was like, "Okay, like I can try that." And once I fell in love with it, you
0: mm-hmm. know, I didn't
1: need the push from my mom or anything. It was my own My own thing at that point. Yeah. But I am glad that she did at least try Try. when I was younger because it gave me those roots.
0: Yeah. So how did you meet your fellow band members? What was the story?
1: Um, I met them like right out of high school. I was dating this girl that went to their high school and I was, I think I saw them like parties or something. Yeah but then I really didn't what? get,
0: yeah, <laughs> sorry, your dad is sitting right here, young man,
1: I didn't really get close with them until, um, we were going to UCF, okay, and I was playing, uh, with a kid I grew up with, just drums, just for fun, at that point, I was recording solo music, and they had heard my music, and they were like, oh, we play music, let's just for fun, you know, yeah, and, uh, that's just you know kind of how it happened it was just supposed to be for fun and actually we were putting together some events at the time around like Orlando um inviting some of our creative friends to come play at it and it wasn't really even about our band it wasn't really an outlet for us to play it was just like Mm -hmm. something fun to do Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about logistics and putting events together before I was like the main act you know and that was awesome it gave me some good experience but through that is kind of how we came together and Eventually, we had written so many songs together. we were yeah. like, okay, let's be a band.
0: Yeah, Steve. A- what-
1: Austin Danger Young was his solo stuff. No, it's yeah. Austin I, Young.
0: I like that Austin Danger. Where did the danger come from? Tell her. Tell um, me.
1: There's not really a story. I just thought. Steve, you tell funny. me. Now. All right. So I'm I'm a big Austin Powers fan. Oh, okay. So I didn't get it from that. I forgot. Maybe I subconsciously <laughs> did we did watch that all the time growing up and maybe i subconsciously stole from that but i was watching it after i'd already the danger comes from like my space like back in the okay. day i just threw danger yeah. in there like to be silly no i, I want to was... hear
0: i, well, I want to hear steve's side too but you can keep going <laughs> well, no. because steve's okay, shaking his head right now
1: i watched austin powers later and i was like maybe i stole it from that like i don't remember it being <laughs> he did he subconsciously because uh, we watched i watched it all the
0: time all the time yeah,
2: yeah. Anyway, but uh, the story I was wanting to tell was his uh, graduation. Oh yeah. The uh, the teacher that was doing the announcements, he had wrote on there, Austin Danger Young, and asked him to say that okay. when they announced his graduation,
1: and uh, they didn't. He did <laughs> not do it, but uh, he kind of gave me an elbow jab though. Whenever I was walking out on the stage, he's like, "I'm not going to say it."
0: It's like why not? Like I put it in there. It's like not a bad word. It's just danger. Yeah.
2: But I think
1: there was some another artist
2: on the uh, internet that was an Austin Young out of Colorado or Texas. Yeah. Oh. And so that's I think also why you were kind of So yeah, you need to make yourself look different. So yeah. you use
0: danger. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Bring it back. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break to discuss write it Down's brand new website. You can head over to widpod.com, W-I-D-P-O-D.com and see all the goods. You'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says, learn more. If you click that link, it'll show you how you can support Write It Down. P.S. My favorite part about the website is the Widwall, which is a collection of all the Write It Downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network. So, show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with Write It Down, because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now, back to the show. Steve, what is it like watching your son perform when he performs his music? I I well up. Yeah. I do,
2: yeah. I'm a big emotional guy that's part of my passionate yeah. personality yeah and you can see me doing it right
0: yeah, now no, I, yeah no,
1: so yeah he's proud and even if it's something that he can't really relate to like as as far as performing and writing yeah but um how we were saying before my mom gave me the creative muscle he's the one who kind of put me on to listening to the music that I like now yeah like we'd be in the car and I'd, like I'd always ask to Let's listen to rock and roll
0: yeah
1: now and let's play play your music dad yeah yeah and he showed me all these bands that he stayed you know modern with it for a long time and, yeah. and showed me stuff that i didn't realize would be an influence on me later like alice yeah. and chains like nirvana and uh-huh. stuff like that and even like on the pop punk wave like he showed me yeah. green day and blink 182 oh wow know? yeah wow 311 and 311 yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was a lo- there was a lot that I didn't realize like at the time like oh, yeah. later on this is gonna be music that I revisit yeah. and is gonna you know be a big influence on yeah. everything I do.
0: Steve, what um, what concerts did you go to like growing up? Like what were your uh,
2: rock Super Bowls? So we had in Orlando the Rock Super Bowls where they would have seven bands and okay. it was an all day event and it was it was awesome.
0: Nice. What were some of the headliners? Um, I remember.
2: <clears throat> well, Pat Travers was always there. It seemed like he was—he's a local guy from Orlando. He played here recently, actually. I know a Um, And still sounds good. But uh, um, Van Halen. Yeah. Rest in peace, Eddie. Uh, of course, uh, I will have <laughs> to say, yeah, that's true. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted Nugent was my first and really last concert so far. Um, along those lines, Ted Nugent was in, uh, it was Lakeland. Mm-hmm. Um, Forty years later, I heard him here in Melbourne, which yeah. was about uh, I think August, September. Mm-hmm. And so Ted Nugent here in Melbourne that wow. was that was awesome. Wow, in the Civic Center.
0: If you guys could pick one band to come book at Pineapples, like who would it be? Who would
1: slightly be- stupid. Real, realistically, Uh or both? Okay, well, I think, yeah, slightly stupid, because that's definitely something him and I came together uh, over, like, since I was in high school, he one time surprised me, and we were going down to Sunfest, and he's like, hey, by the way, I told the woman that he had bought the tickets through, that it's your 18th birthday, it wasn't, I was only, I think I was 17, but I It was not my birthday. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, got us into this meet and greet basically and was like, bring your guitar. She said, you can leave it in this tent until you go to the meet and greet. So I got the whole band of Slightly Stupid to sign my guitar. So that's something that we've like definitely grown close over. And I love them still, Mm -hmm. you know, like very eclectic. Mm -hmm. That would be awesome. But seeing the venues they play, I'm not sure. That they would want to play there, it's you know. Never know that. They, Yeah, they. I think they need a little more room. I think that we would be a little overpacked. But maybe you they know. We could do a warm up for Cocoa Beach. You play yeah, at, that's uh, true. Cocoa yeah, Beach. yeah. We could do a stripped set. Yeah. Um, I have been looking at like I've been using kind of the connections I've made over the years, and I've been reaching to just people that I have like this vague connection with, yeah. or if I could find their representation. I've been emailing oh, yeah. a lot of people and and. I think we have some of those mid-level bands that, you know, are touring and draw a crowd but are still willing to play a smaller to medium-sized room. Um, So we do have some realistic stuff that I'm stoked on, but something like Slightly Stupid would be goals. And they say
0: in business, it never hurts to ask. Like, the worst thing you can do is, like, get a no or no response. But it's like, I mean, we have uh, Jacob Womble in the studio, and he's going to be on Survivor one day. And we say that all the time though it's like it never hurts to ask if there's a contact never hurts to ask if it you know if you want right. someone on the podcast try that if you know somebody in cbs try that to get on survivor so right. i think nothing is i don't think any dream really is silly and you can see that yeah. in your with your creative juices with playing music and then steve you can see it with your business of just like how many times did you have to go the next day and ask and just try to grow something and it is a little. It can can be quote unquote humiliating, but only if you let it be. Otherwise, it's just like okay, I just asked. Let's yeah. move on with my day.
2: Like shot my shot. Yeah, I'm not afraid. I'm never intimidated.
0: Yeah. yeah. Did you have any um, background in like sales at all, or not really? Like... Um,
2: I'd like to say I've been selling myself. Yeah. My whole life. I mean, that's kind of how I landed every customer. I, I go in there and I. I tell them, I, I, I know I'm the best, I just want the shot at showing you. Yeah, and
0: uh, and having that confidence I yeah. think is key and right once there.
1: Once I back it, there you go, they'll tell the next person. And it kind of forces yourself to back it. Once you talk that talk, yeah. you, got the, you, want, you're like, you don't want to oh. let them down. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm really awesome, let yeah. me go try to be awesome real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
1: no, I'll do that in sports too, but
2: I can't back it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, speaking of sports, a little birdie told me that you're a fellow Miami Dolphins fan. I am a Dolphins fan as well.
2: Do you have a tattoo on your calf?
0: No, okay. I don't. I can, though. Here we go. Maybe I'll go get one. Yeah. That would be interesting. My dad would be so proud. Um.
2: <laughs> it, it was like the last muscle I had left. I, okay. I just got it like six years ago. So.
0: Wow. Why are you a Dolphins fan? People ask me this all the time. Good question. Yeah. All right, so, <laughs> we suck.
2: <laughs> so we moved here in 69 when they were just up and coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Shula was there, mm-hmm. and of course. Uh, 1971 they made it to the super bowl so here i am this little kid watching tv with my dad and it's black and white tv and you know which one of the dolphins today dad the black ones the white ones based mm-hmm. on their mm-hmm. uniform yeah. color and uh we would uh I, obviously i'd root for whichever one he told me was them but they went undefeated in 1972 and went again to the super bowl and won in 73 so yeah. they were the team excuse the word the yeah. shit yeah in the early 70s yeah. and that's, that's kind of when my my football years started so
0: and you know the saddest sorry i'm laughing the saddest thing about miami dolphins fans is they still cling on to those two years of 71 <laughs> and 72 it's like i will ask my dad it's like 2020 we've sucked for 15 plus years or more and he's still just like, man, back in the day, like, I'm telling you, we were the team. I'm like, but we're not now.
2: But <laughs> now wait, no. we got all of those 80s with Dan Marino yes. and Sheila still, the winningest combination yep. until Belichick and Brady, Brady. ruined that. But, uh, I'm sick of them. Yeah. So
0: do you hate the Patriots, please? Hate I, them?
2: Well, obviously, the, 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 the wedding is uh, or the marriage is broke up. Yes. So
0: It's just uh, very helpful. Yes,
2: but uh, yeah. It, it helps. Were hate. you were you
0: a Tom Brady fan? Uh, I, Are you? I, I should I say.
2: Did, <clears throat> the Super Bowl where he beat the Falcons? I became a Brady fan. I was a Belichick. Uh, we'll say admirer. Uh, I, really, I, I respect Belichick. I always gave Belichick the full credit for the team doing what they do. Right. And uh, obviously, we're going to see it now that the marriage has been broken up. But and they got uh, Cam in there. when I watched Brady do what he did to the Falcons on that uh, third and fourth quarter back that was much respect
0: see i respect how good they are at their craft i just can't i i think it's because they win our division every yeah, he's year so they're pretty he, i think that bothers me too yeah. it's like is there anything wrong with him is there anything wrong with his wife now is there anything wrong with his children his game nothing like he's just and it's annoying especially when you're a dolphins fan i should say because i'm still waiting to get that that rush that all the Dolphins fans get. And when people ask me, I'm like, it's just in my blood. I grew up with my sister um, and my dad and I, all three of us would watch it every single Sunday. Like he's the type of guy that like has to be at home to watch it. Like likes the, the Dolphins radio, like turns down the TV to listen to the locals talk about it. It's like a little excessive, but you have a tattoo. So I don't know which is more excessive.
2: I got six season tickets. I will, I believe teal and orange still, no matter what, I'll, I'll argue with anybody about how great they're going to be again. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: have to have a level of faith yeah. to be a Dolphins fan. Do you, uh, think you'll have like a little Miami Dolphins corner in the restaurant or maybe like a table? Cause that'd be kind of cool. Stop,
1: stop. <laughs> no,
0: this is, this is great. Cause there are some restaurants like Texas Roadhouse always has a Willie's corner. Yeah. You could have a dolphins corner and I got, just like I like the way you think the table yeah. with just the memorabilia of the Miami Dolphins. I got a whole bunch at my,
2: uh, at my house. Yeah, there
1: we go. So that would be my corner.
0: Yeah, and you can put like a little plaque on there too. Uh, I'm full so of ideas. Much stuff. Yeah, so much stuff. I love it. Do you like? Do you decorate um, for holidays with Miami Dolphins things?
2: Um. Like
0: Christmas, my dad has a dolphins tree with yeah. ornaments
2: actually i know a lot of people that do that with their different teams uh no i my wife uh, has not permitted
1: that that's
0: probably healthy (laughs) you gotta draw the line somewhere (laughs) austin do you follow sports are you yeah big sports guy
1: (laughs) i joined a fantasy football league for the first time this year that's good that's a start that's Cool. I'm owing four, so. It's fine. <laughs> You're
0: fine. <laughs> it's fine. Something that I think is super special, though, is, Steve, you were talking about how you watched football with your dad, and now you watch your son play in his band, and I think the father-son bond that you guys have, and obviously you had with your dad in ways, is super special, also just kind of coming into play with Austin running pineapples and things like that. So what do you guys think... Um, our culture is kind of missing with that
2: i was not that close with my dad mm-hmm. as a as a you know obviously as a kid he was in the military i right. didn't really get to see him until I'd, i turned six mm-hmm. um so wow. uh, he was just uh, all he did would work hard mm-hmm. and pay the bills It was all about my mom so
0: not as like relational yeah
2: so I, and i think a lot of fathers and sons kind of have that relationship and then it's after they become adults again mm-hmm. where I I feel like Austin and I connected yeah. Uh better. Yeah. And it was definitely the you know, the little toddler, you know, making him catch the football and trying to get him to play. I coached and everything, <laughs> but both my boys ever played whenever I could and uh was always there to watch them. But it mommy takes over and that's where it's all at and then uh I think after they become adults, I feel like
1: Austin and I have gotten closer we together. get that
0: bond. Yeah. yeah. Is it special for you to see your dad out in the crowd?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's funny because I already know this, but when other other people constantly tell me, like, dude, your dad is your biggest fan. Like, I just, I just got in a conversation with him for so long, and he's just so supportive of what you do, which is awesome because as a son, I think every boy, man, yeah. whatever, craves, like, that um
0: father figure.
1: Yeah, or just like that uh I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, but like the assurance that like, okay, I'm doing something that matters because my dad right. thinks
0: it's, it's legit. validating it. Validating. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. The
1: validation is what like I think everybody <laughs> craves at some level. Um, but you know, it's not if I didn't have that validation, I think I'm I'm a, a passionate enough person that I would still pursue it. But I'm really lucky to have someone that like I remember when we were when I was a kid and we did Taekwondo together. Yeah. I'm, I am right, <laughs> I I think I didn't like it or I had like a bad attitude that day. So when we were walking out, I remember he said to me, This is O'Galex Civic Center right yeah, here in yeah. EGAD. And um I, I'm walking out and he said, You know, if you don't wanna do this, like you don't have to, you can do whatever you want, like I'll always support you. And I think I even made like a joke at the time, I had a great sense of humor as a kid. I was like, <laughs> Dad, well, I want to do ballet just to get like a rise out of him, you know? And he still was like, if that's what you want to do. And I'm like, oh man, I was joking, but jeez, Dad. (laughs) <laughs> but like you yeah, know, it was I, a close call. I was grimacing. I sure. yeah, but you're like
0: you're like sure. Oh, man, that this, is gonna, great. this is gonna be a
1: ride. Yeah, yeah, no, but I think no matter what I chose to do, whether it was something he can relate to or not, he was gonna be there and be supportive. And a lot of people don't have that. And I yeah. think that goes beyond the father son relationship. You need to support mm-hmm. your friends, everyone you love, and no matter what they do, even if it's mm-hmm. not something that you relate to personally.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think, and you also never know what what's going on behind the scenes with the person. So you never know what that affirmation or validation that you're yeah. giving to them is going right. to make them rise to the occasion in the, mm-hmm. whatever place they're at. Um, before I get to the point of the show where uh, we ask you to give the audience something to write down, I like to do a few rapid-fire questions, just something fun. So I'll kind of gear them at both of you separately. So Steve, first one, how many wins will the Dolphins get this year? Realistically. Seven. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Not
2: that's, <laughs> I'm playing the odds. It's, we've pretty much been a fifty-fifty team for yeah. so many years, and I, you know, yeah, we finished the season off real strong last year, and I think that's what they're going to do again this year. Obviously, we have uh,
1: some. Dad, I think it's throw. supposed to be rapid fire. I'm no, no, seven. no. I kind like <laughs> right. of like it. I was going to ask you a little passions. bit more. Like, do you like you,
0: Brian Flores? I love him. Yeah, I yes, do too.
2: Yeah, he's he's. He's the future. I think we finally nailed it. I Yeah, I do too. I like him. Are you
0: excited about Tua? Uh,
2: yes, absolutely. Please wait until the last three to four games of the season when our line is solid yeah. and he, he can be protected. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get anywhere this year. Mm-mm. So um, let uh, –
0: Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic yeah, yeah. <laughs> let him
2: do his thing. He's got, he's, you know, he's seasoned. He knows when to get rid of the ball. He's not going to get murdered out there. Yeah, protect uh, and a will. So yeah, let's wait until the last three, four games of the with, season with that and we'll line. get him in there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love it. Okay, I did that wasn't rapid fire, but I love that it's so the much. The Dolphins. He's going to talk. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that so much. Um, Austin, who would you dream of going on tour with? Uh,
1: Rapid Fire Rapid Fire
0: First first band that comes to mind like oh um, man
1: um ro- Alive or Dead Okay right now oh, okay or alive. alive or Dead that's dead or alive. that's big Um okay I've been listening to the Doors a lot again lately Okay Yeah it's like it definitely like I think I'd take some stage presence yeah. and like I Jim Morrison's influence the say. sound maybe not so much but I I don't know why I've just been back into them really you he from Florida he had a uh, brief stint in
2: Melbourne.
0: That's what I thought. Yeah. 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 Jim Morrison. Yeah, I nice. think he
1: was born here because his dad was in the military. Yeah. But they, he didn't really like live here long.
0: Okay. Yeah. The doors. Got it. Okay. Um, this could be both of you. You could both answer. Do you top off your gas or do you just let one click and you're done? Top it off. Top it off. So you're top. like the guy that's like...
1: And then I round it up to the dollar.
0: What about you, Austin?
1: Top it off. When I was younger, I grew out of the just the little yeah, yeah. The little squirt you gotta go all so the
0: get it yeah i think i'm that same way um where in the world would you want to book a gig austin
1: um i don't know i've played so many places that i love la i guess we haven't played on the west coast <laughs> mm-hmm. some something cool like that and yeah yeah seattle changed it <laughs> seattle
0: love it i'm there when you book let me know right on steve favorite menu item that's going to be at pineapples
2: Ooh, um, I can tell you that one easy. That one is uh, it's a uh, it's wahoo and it is wrapped in not really parchment paper. What the heck? Was, oh, banana leaf. Oh yeah, yeah banana leaf with a uh, some sort of a, a cream sauce in there. But Ooh. yeah. So
0: we're gonna expect a lot of seafood. Or what yeah, do you think? Yeah, steaks. Okay. So there is
2: a, a a pineapple a marinated uh, ribeye that uh, I saw the. Uh, ingredients for last night so
0: oh yeah Yeah. i'm excited you can count on me being there in the miami dolphins corner
2: (laughs) dedicated (laughs) to
0: brooke mirada it's fine (laughs) and brian flores (laughs) we're getting to the point of the show where i ask each guest to give um the audience something to write down so what is your write it down
1: oh it's it's long. Okay. I let, I let him handle it. Like As, I yeah. Like I said, pre-show, he's old and wise. I don't have the, you know.
0: Old and wise, <laughs> wise and young. Yeah. Steve Young.
1: Actually, so I wrote
2: it down so I could memorize this. I love that. Y'all get your pencils sharp. Might have to have a backup. Click the pen. Literally, it's only seven words. Okay. So, uh, you get out what you put in. Okay. That, that's kind of been my whole life. That's mm-hmm. uh, whether I was playing sports. Uh, or business whatever it's been I give it everything I got
0: I love it write it down Steve and Austin Danger Young thank you for (laughs) joining write it down it's been a pleasure having you thank you thank you you for listening to the write it down podcast this podcast is a part of the 1513 network you can catch a variety of shows on their website 1513.com If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to WIDPOD. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.